I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller. And this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family book club podcast. Today, we are discussing Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. Welcome to a special episode of Reading with the Rockefellers. This week, we'll be breaking down the book so far in the light of the events of Chapter 26. Thank you for joining us. A lot happened in 26. It's a short chapter. Short chapter. But it changed so much. It changed so much. So we have a lot to go through here. Very, very important stuff. We split this into two episodes for a reason. Yeah. It's kind of, this is the moment where it's hard to talk to people who are reading the book and haven't made it to this moment. Yeah. Mia, do you want to give some insight into what it was like in the week leading up to your dad reading this <laughs> chapter for the first time? I think we kinda, Maybe even two weeks. We kind of talked about this. But anyway, dad was reading the books after I did. I got him to read them. And I was done with the series, mostly, by the time he started reading I think I had to read Broken Throne. I'm going to let you finish. First, I'm just going to say, that's kind of the impetus for this podcast, is Mia read these books and wanted me to read them, so I started reading them, and I would read a chapter or two at night, and then we would discuss the chapters, and that's kind of where this all started. Like, yeah, continue. right. So, And I had already read them. Yeah. I introduced them to Mia, who introduced them to Craig. And yeah. then... When I started reading them, you started listening uh, listen yeah, to them again. Yeah, listen to them again. So it's it's the circle of life. That's exactly right. Um, but <laughs> so Dad started reading them, and for a while, like it was fine. You know, for a while there was no issues. Then when Maven started coming into the picture, it got a lot more confusing, and it got a lot harder for me. To not spoil something. Oh, yeah. And one day, I asked Dad who his favorite character was. This was, like, late at night or whatever. And, um... This was probably around chapter 15, 16, something Yeah. Later. So, like, when, when the trust is really there. Right. And Dad said that his favorite character was Maven. It took everything in me to keep a straight face until he left my bedroom. Yeah. Then when I heard his door close, I couldn't help but laugh. Yeah. I'm and pretty sure you texted me. Dad I don't just think I texted you that on. night, or I told you the next the morning. The next morning, yeah. I told you the next day. And then it was just like, ah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a roller coaster. Right. And you kept telling me, that's when you really started telling me about chapter. You just, okay, when you get to chapter 26, some big things happen, and we'll... Or I, I started saying there's a twist, and then I think at one point I didn't want to tell you what chapter it was in, but it happened eventually. Yeah. Right. I started off trying not to tell you what chapter it was in, but it just happened. Right. Well, and you had told me, I, I think you said something to me in front of him, like, about Dad's getting ready to read chapter 26 or coming something up on chapter like 26 or something. Yeah. yeah. So we knew when we were counting down to that episode of the podcast that we would take one whole episode to talk about what actually happened in the chapter and then one episode to talk about the fallout and what that has meant for 
the story so far. Right. Yeah, kind of every, all like the little red flags. Yeah. Right, because we're trying to go through this chapter by chapter for people who may be wanting to read along and then read the chapters and then listen to the podcast about the chapter. So we didn't want to give anything away, which is, as you get closer, it's very hard to do. Yeah. We we let some stuff slip, like a couple of uh, Ohanis. Yeah. I, I, Having you read tried this, as hard as yeah. You having read this three times, I have no love for Maven anymore. <laughs> okay. Oh, I mean, I, I guess even the second time, you know. Yeah. I I already knew. Not that on my first read, I can remember ever being like, I really like Maven. You know what I mean? I think. I think you I, just block that out once you find out. Because I know there was a point be. where I was like, I really trusted Maven. You know, there was never a point where he was my favorite character. Oh, there you trusted him, or you wouldn't be so mad. <laughs> you wouldn't be so mad if you didn't if you didn't feel the exact same way that Mayor did. The, the the thing is, as we get farther in, and we'll realize this when we get the books. Major Maven is, and he's a bad guy, right? But he's also a very tragic character in a lot of ways. We yeah, find out, but he they do. She does such a good job in the writing and the way that Maven plays his part. It's really hard for you to notice. There's little inconsistencies there, but you don't want to pay attention to them because you're seeing it through Mare's eyes, and Mare right. doesn't want to pay. She's blinded right. because Maven keeps giving her what she wants. Mm-hmm. He keeps saying the right things. Yeah, and I think I was slightly less angry when I first read it, because I knew there was something up. I knew something had to happen. Right? There's three more books. Right. There's got to be a twist. There's got to be a twist somewhere. And I think I was kind of like, well, this plan isn't going to work. So the plan not working didn't surprise me. Right. That's not the twist. That's not the twist. And I was like, "Mm, but whose plan was it? And it seemed like a terrible plan from the beginning, but whose plan was it? Right. So I didn't figure it out, but I didn't have no idea that something like that was coming. I, I think from like a raw, visceral, emotional standpoint, you are kind of, you're gutted for Mare and the Scarlet Guard in general and what they're trying to do because of what Maven does, the way he turns on them and sets them up. Right. But from a reader standpoint, you're like, wow, this sets up so much. And knowing that there's three more books, Mm -hmm. you're like, wow, this sets up this whole new... Yeah. I mean, it changes everything. It gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. It's a complete, you know, shoot off into... Changes mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, right. So many we characters. Never not thought just, we were going to go right. Not just the Scarlet Garden Mayor. So many characters are affected by this. Right. And instantly, it's you know where the battle was back and forth between she cares more about Maven or Cal. You know that that wedge has been drawn out, and now she's you know he's made her team up with Cal. Now they have no choice but to team up together. They're in this together. Yeah, now. but it's not in any romantic standpoint. It's just they kind no. of have no choice but to... Well, it's, it's the... Well, we know there's romantic feelings there anyway. The enemy of your enemy is my friend. Exactly. It's really... I mean, 
in fairness, she kind of chooses neither. Mare's Mare's never been a silver. Knew she wasn't going to fit in. Knew right. that ultimately that her goal was to try to change things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cal just lost everything. Yeah. Literally. No one. Everyone he knows is silver. They're not going to support him. His father's exactly. dead. He's the one who killed him. His life's over. Yeah. Right. And he's his respect is gone. Any chance that they had of going anywhere and getting any kind of help on the run is going to be impossible for him. Right. Right. It's going to have to rely on the connections that Mare has mm-hmm. made, you know, through the Scarlet Guard. Yes. But right. That's looking ahead, and we're here to. Talk about looking back. Talk about looking back. So the tendrils of this betrayal, we tracked all the way back to Chapter 8. Right. Yeah, we on the way back machine to Chapter 8 when Mare has just woken up from being caught after falling into the electrical, what do you call that, the big shield over the, yeah. when they were having the electrical Queen's shield. trial. The Queen's trial, yes. Mm-hmm. And so she and almost blowing up Evangeline. Right. Yes. So she wakes up and Alara's in her head. And she's seeing all these things that Alara's seeing as she goes through her head. She's seeing, you know, Brie getting conscripted, Tramie, Shay getting conscripted, all these different things. And one of the things after going back, after having read it and going back again, that I noticed is there were several things that Mare had done prior to this point that Alara didn't see or did she just not allow Mare to see her see them such right. as meeting Farley mm-hmm. in Will's wagon yeah meeting Cal and Cal yeah. being the one that actually got her on there mm-hmm. so there's some things that we know now that Alara was able to make both Cal and the king stop dead in their tracks and make Cal take out his sword and heat it up and decapitate his own father yeah so clearly she could have been seeing things in Mare's head and only been showing Mare what she wanted her to think she saw. Right. Because right. it's very clear that she knows her mind inside and out. So right. she would not have missed those things. There's right. no way. Not as much as Cal was on her mind. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Even subconsciously, she's thinking about Cal. Right. And so pretty much every time she is around Alara, if Alara's slipping in her head and not noticing, she'd be like, oh, she's thinking about Cal, you know? Right. There, mm-hmm. And it brings into question every time she's around Alara, but not just that, every time Maven is around Alara. Yeah, around much Alara more frequent. All the time, and meeting with the Scarlet Guard, how did Mare think at this point, now that she looked back, that she didn't know? Right. It's like, I don't care how much you trust Maven. You do not trust Alara. Right. And at a certain point, you have to start thinking, there is no way she is not always in his head. Right, yeah. Even if she's if, close enough, yeah. Even if she trusts Maven, there seemed to be like she should have maybe held back a lot of information from yeah. Maven just simply because Alara's around. Exactly. And we did talk about this a couple episodes ago, you know, before we really get to the depth of Maven's betrayal. We talked about you know, having to keep some things back from Maven just so he would have plausible deniability. Mm -hmm. But Mare, as we've said several times, is a 17-year-old girl. Yep. She's never been in a situation where she couldn't trust 
the people around her before. Mm -hmm. She's always had her family, Mm -hmm. you know, and her group of contacts in the stilts and stuff like that. Yep. So she's not used to not having somebody there that she can trust and talk to and help see through things. And Alara could see that in her head and knew that Maven had to be that person. And I think the part of me that got so mad the first time that I read it was the fact that it's, how do I want to say this? It's not just betrayal. It goes deeper than that. It's like betrayal's not enough of a word. He manipulated her. He, you know, nothing was true. At this point, I don't believe that anything that he said was true. You know, right. I think it was all just a ploy to get her to where they wanted her to be. And that's, it's just, the manipulation is so deep. Yeah, he manipulated her, he groomed her, everything he did was, and when you go back, we notice because Alara even says she had to cover Mare's tracks. Right. Yeah. So did Maven. Right. Multiple times. Right. When you, when you go back and read, you're like, oh my God, that Maven's just, Maven's covering her tracks. He's not doing this for Mayor. He's doing it to keep their plan in motion. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about this with Mia the other day. I don't know about the decapitation, you know, Cal killing the king and all those things. I don't know if that was Alara's plan from the beginning, but Alara had a plan for the throne long before Mayor fell into their lap. Right. When she saw Mayor, this mm-hmm. was an opportunity for her. Mm-hmm. That's because there's, there was a lot of times Mayor talks about it. I think she even talks about it in chapter eight. Why don't they just kill me? Yeah, they could, and, and they they basically make it seem like well, because she's been seen, they can't do it. Everyone would ask questions. Well, they've they've manipulated the media before, right? There was more to it. Yeah, Alara saw an opportunity. Yeah, and that's why Mayor was still alive. Mm-hmm. Alara sees opportunity in pretty everything. much everything. Yes, but somebody who is basically just raw clay. And has no prior obligations or any kind of ideas. You know, this whole world is brand new to her. Mm-hmm. She's so doe-eyed. They can do exactly what they want to, again, manipulate her. You know, they. Yep. she jumped into her mind and found out exactly what her weaknesses are and then exploited that. Yeah. I think to the utmost. Another reason that it can make you so angry, just in general, is it would almost be better if he went from saying that he loved her to, like, hating her. It's the fact that he went from that love to just complete indifference. Yeah. That makes it, you think it would make it better, but it makes it so much worse. Right. Right. It's, it's like, if, if he hated her, if he's like, I hate you so much, Mary, just spit on her, it'd be one thing. It's the indifference. He still thinks about it. Yeah, it's like he just literally doesn't care. Doesn't care. Doesn't even have a thought. It's. I think that's why it hurts more. Yeah, it it is such a good portrayal, and you see how uh, how nonchalant he is, you know, versus how passionate he seemed about things before. Yeah. So he's able to just turn it on and off like that. You know, after 
16 years of being Alara's puppet, you know, he's, he's able to be just as cold as she is. And mm-hmm. that moment for Mare, when she realizes that, you know, we felt sorry for her so many times before, but this one is just heartbreaking, you know. It's because also, I mean, there's the lies, the betrayal, the setting her up, and then the, just the absolute like, indifference towards her. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing that crushes Mayor is he gave her hope. He went out of his way to make yeah. her feel like they were going to do this. He was there. He gave her hope of changing the future and then destroyed it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I soul Just toying with her. Right. Just toying with her. And, you know. From the minute he woke up till the minute he went to sleep, it was all about the setting her up. It was all about what he and Alara right, were yeah. doing. So making her think that, you know, she had found the silver lining in this situation that she didn't want to be in in the first place, you know, and then for it just to be pulled out from underneath her. Right. And he, so he, and he sets it up so well. Um, he does all these little things that, like... And we go to chapter nine. Mary even has a quote where she basically talks about Maven can't control his emotions like Cal. He's not a good liar. Oh, honey. I think I, yeah. I think we even said. I think your oh, mom yeah. even said, "Oh, honey," well, or you did when we when we read that part. It's like, sweetie, yeah, right. Because she cl- says, "At least I won't have to be stuck with a good liar." Yeah, at least right. I don't have to deal like with that. a good liar. Right. Yeah, and he because and he's sitting there pushing the you know I don't have control over my life. Maybe Cal's gets to do what he wants, but I don't, you know, being a friend. Such a whiny little baby. Yeah. Right. And Growing it, up in his shadow. Right. And I think there's a hint of truth because all the best lies, if you want to tell good lies, there's a hint of truth to them. Sure. So he's using what he has, but he's using it specifically to garner sympathy from her. Yeah. Right. He's pulling from a place that he knows about, but he's right over inflating it and using it as a weapon against her. Right. And no, she'll to sympathize play with her with. own emotions. Yeah. yeah. Cause they had to find something right. When Alara's in her head, she's got to find something that she can exploit mm-hmm. and the loss of her family and living in the shadow of the remaining family that she does have was the ultimate way to get it done yeah. and making her feel special. Yeah, even though she acts like she doesn't want the spotlight and stuff, still somebody who was taking the time out to see her as a person and find out, you know, what she was like and things like that, which, if you think about it, is what Cal actually did with her, you know, versus what Maven was trying to do right Mm -hmm. and then you know you go back to thinking about the times when he has to just play so nonchalant around her you know it's just it's crazy and i think that's why you know not jumping ahead to the fan casting episode but i think that's why people feel so strongly about who should play Maven, the people who have their idea of who they want to play Maven, because he, Timothy Chalamet kind of is that way, or that's how his public persona kind of is, you know, the, the stand back and observe and then kind of, you know, make your calculated move. Mm -hmm. He seems like 
he could really pull that off. The whole, you know, the wheel is constantly turning and he's always two steps ahead of you. And I think that's why the casting for Maven is so important. It's very important. Because you need someone who can do that. Yeah. They have to be able to switch sides like a chameleon. Really fast. People watching the show that aren't familiar with the books and haven't read it need to believe Maven is a stand-up guy. Right. Yeah. Because you do when you read it. And then... And you have to be able to garner sympathy for yourself. Right. And then when it turns, you have to believe that that this guy really is this crappy human being that, yeah. Yeah. That was able to turn it on. And I, I, I think you can't... You can't do that casting based on a picture of somebody. No, you cannot. I think you have to look deeper into what kind of actor who can portray that. And for someone who's yeah. young, they have to at least look young. Right. Because right. he's 17. So, it's yeah. not going to be super easy. No. We'll cool. discuss that when we get to our fan casting. Yeah. So. We've got a few more episodes. Wait but that. I, on a side note, while we're there, don't forget to email us your ideas at readingwiththerockfellers at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram at Reading with Rockefellers because we are compiling a list quickly. And I don't want our front runner in votes for Mayor to be Zendaya. So. It will not. <laughs> We're just discounting that one. Send in your votes. Send in your votes for who should be Mayor, not. Unless it's Zendaya. Unless it's Zendaya, and then in which case, shut your out. mouth. That's right. Well, I no think, offense to the people that are. I, I'm a Zendaya fan for sure, but I like she is Zendaya. not. I don't have a problem with her. She is not mayor. No, I don't see it. I don't either. But so anyway, anyway. I don't know. I I think when you think of mayor, she has to have this innocence. I would think you know, mayor has this innocence all the way through the book. Where it it borders on naive at times, or just it's not ignorant, just unaware. You know what I mean? It's well, yeah. so new for her, and for all of these things to be thrown at her all at once, they knew that she needed a friendly face. You know, if you think back to the first time that she was in training mm-hmm. with the other silver teens. Right. And the magnetron made the wall shift and come out and it hit her. A telkey. Yeah, sorry. Wipeout style where something yeah. came out and tripped her. <laughs> and kind of everybody turned around and laughed. But Maven was the one that stopped and slowed and walked with her. You know, they knew that that was the kind of attention that she needed. That she needed. It's not... She's not the kind of person like Evangeline that would need the public attention. Because Mayor doesn't really like that. Right. The being put up on a pedestal and all that kind of stuff. They they tried that sort of at the very beginning. And it was it didn't became work. real evident that that was not what she was into. You know what I mean? I imagine her maids probably had a lot to do with it. You know, her maids were probably tortured by Lara and probably. spied on. To find out what she was really like, you know, all that kind of stuff. At, right. at this point in time, at, when you finish chapter 26, you have to imagine that everything that's happened in the book so far, Alaric knows about. Right. He agreed, 100%. 
The and dancing, the kissing. She obviously knows about that because there were cameras. All of that kind of stuff. Cal being the one that bringing her in, meeting Farley and yeah. Bill Wagon all that time ago. The theater. Right. Yep. And with, all that stuff. Going with, back to the stilts. Right. That. With, ex- that was with, Maven's idea. With what you were talking about, about Mayor being naive. I mean, she just grew up in the stilts. That's That was her whole life was that right. little area. Yeah. Right. She didn't know anything else. All she knows about Silvers is what they portrayed to her and what she sees on the broadcasts. So when she gets in there and Julian's telling her all these things like, you want to betray anyone, you know, they're playing a game. She's like, well, I'm not playing a game. Right. He's trying to explain to her. It doesn't matter if you think. Yeah, if you think you are, it doesn't matter because you are. They're playing it and you're part of it. Yeah. The minute you walked through that door, you were part of their game. Going back and so many times seeing her say, well, I'm not playing a game. I'm no one's fool. While the whole time, yeah. the one person she trusts is the one person she should have never exactly. trusted. Exactly. She's literally and making she, a fool of herself. Right. And Julian himself didn't 100% know who she could or couldn't trust, but he had enough sense to say, don't trust anybody don't trust except anybody. yourself. Yeah. He literally said, you shouldn't even trust me. Even you me. don't even have right. reason to trust me. Right. Without coming right out and saying... Alara can see everything because I mean I guess he could have gotten her in a place where they were alone and maybe given her more of a warning I don't know you know I guess this point in time that's neither here nor there right but I feel like regardless if he had like given her a like good warning about not being able to trust Alara Alara would have found out Oh, Regardless sure. of if they were alone or what, it had to be cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. And Mare just didn't get it. Right. Right. Well, didn't really grasp the severity and the depth of what he was talking about. And I think that was the one thing in this book that really grabbed me because I've read a ton of YA books and, you know, we've discussed the tropes that this one has on the show already. And... You know, I was getting that when I was reading it the first time. And then this happened. And you're so blindsided. The Really, honestly, the only other thing I can think of in another YA book that hit me as hard as this was the quarter quell. Really? In Catching Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when I yeah. found out about the quarter quell. I was like, nope, nope, nope. nope, nope I was nope. so mad with this. It, I was so furious because she had. Did you throw st- something? Well, I was, I was listening to the audiobook, but I may have thrown, you know, what, whatever if I was working on a stitch at the time or something. But yeah, it was that. It was that moment, you know, because in in most YA books in this realm. When you get to the twist, which you know is coming, it, it's usually something that you can see. Yeah, you can see it coming, but it's like, it's obvious, but it still doesn't even make that much sense. Yeah. With this one, when you think back to all of the groundwork that was laid that you missed. It makes so much sense. It makes a lot of sense, but it was never obvious. Oh my gosh. Because they hit it. Look, so... I didn't see any of that coming. Right. We need to give, like, so much credit to Victoria ADR. Oh, yeah. That's what makes... That's what set this series apart from all the others. Right. That's why we started with this this series. Right. 
her writing and the way that she is able to weave this twist in for so long and you still not see it coming is just so impressive. Yeah, it's masterful. Right. It's masterful. So, like, we go back, because we were going kind of through through the timeline. We go back to chapter 12 and 13, where Mare's having issues with uh, the, the Queen's Trial girls. And I think Sonia was her name. Her grandmother is, like, trying yeah. to catch Mare in these lies. And she says something to Maven. And he seems genuinely upset. And he's basically like, I'm going to go tell Queen Mommy. <laughs> Queen Mommy. And she'll take, care, she'll of take it. care of it. And you're thinking, man, he's really he's really back in Mare here. But he's not at this point. He's still wanting to cover the story. Right. He's like, he's going to go tell his mom, hey, this woman's about to uncover our mm-hmm. whole setup. That's why he's doing it. But he makes and it seem to Mare like it's all about her. Exactly. Right. It works both ways because he gets to keep the story cover. Mm-hmm. And he also gets a little bit more trust with Mare. Yeah. Because There's a reason like, for leaking the story that he can present back to her. Right. Because right. he's like, oh, it's so sweet. He's going to help me. Yeah. It's not why he's doing they, they knew exactly the way to guide her. Yeah. You know, she she thought that she was making her own way through this maze oh, without man. realizing that, you know, she was being expertly guided oh, yeah. exactly where they wanted her to go. Yeah. In the same, the same chapters, 12 and 13, you get um, Colonel McCanthos having the, the, the argument with mm-hmm. Alara about the Scarlet Guard, and she McCanthos is bringing up all the things that the Scarlet Guard did, and Alara's like, "No, that wasn't them. That was this and this." And she makes excuses, mm-hmm. and she's got to keep the Scarlet Guard small at that point because she's already planning the people she wants to pick off, right? Mm-hmm. And she's going to use the Scarlet Guard to do it, mm-hmm. so she can't have them be a huge deal now. She has to give the Scarlet Guard a reason to do something bigger. Yeah. And Maven was able to give, you know, perfect reasons to why every single one of those people needed to go. Why the benefit was to Mare, even though the benefit truly was to Alara. Right. You know, the colonel could have pulled out things, stopped things on the front line, spoken to other colonels and generals about what was going on. Right. And end up causing an issue there. So she had to be taken care of. Yep. Ptolemus, I, I don't, you guys have a thought on why Ptolemus was the target? Well, he was the, wasn't he in control of the Archeon? Yeah. Um, guards, basically. The Archeon City Guard. Which I think basically is because she wants, doesn't, she wants to have, be able to put who she wants in control of the, I'm sure, once this whole thing takes over. Yeah, maybe he's too much of a loose cannon. Right. It would also... Loose cannon. It would also be... It also really suck for Evangeline, which would throw Cal off a little bit. True. Like, maybe just throw throw the whole Samos family kind of into upheaval to where they're dealing with their own tragedy and, and not able to... This is you one. Know. This is one of the first ones when I looked back, and I was like, I should have noticed this was them going after Macanthos being one of the targets after she mm-hmm. had, was the one who was trying to say that they Scarlet Guard was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Why would that be of the course. target that Maven gives? He comes up with a, a reason. Yeah. 
but it didn't really make sense once you look back on it. But I didn't really think about it at the time. I mean, it's much of clearer course, that, sometimes, of course, if you're going to try to take the throne, you would want to get rid of Macanthos. Well, and Macanthos, if you remember the way Maven explains it to Mare, he threw the twist in there that with the front destabilized without their strong colonel there to stabilize the front that the king wouldn't send Cal. Not only because right. the front so he, is destabilized, but also just a shooting so close to home. Like that mixed with the front being destabilized, right. he wouldn't let his heir go. But why Macanthos specifically, specifically yeah. was so that the front lines would be in chaos and he wouldn't send Cal. And he's Maven makes that yeah, yeah. Maven makes that clear to Mare and she's like, Oh, well, anything to save Cal from having to go to the front, even though, you know, as somebody who cares about him, which she clearly does, mm -hmm. he was so excited to take his legion. He'd been inspired by her, you know, if, if and she now really daddy won't let him kill people. Right, daddy won't let him kill people. But if she really cared about Cal, she would be proud of what he's accomplished and be happy that he is, you know, being able to kind of live out his dream of being the youngest general and right. taking his own men and trying this new fighting tactic. I think Cal actually did believe that doing this and having these silvers with these abilities at the front line where no one expected them to be yeah. would turn the tied to the battle, the and they would finally win the war. And yeah. that's what we everyone wants. We talked about how great of an idea it is, and, like, right. why did nobody ever think right. of this before? You know, but they... Well, so, the Silvers don't care. Right. So, Macanthos, you know, she had to go because she was asking the wrong questions, right. but they phrased it to Mare, like, she has to go so they can save Cal. Right. Yeah. And then, that same chapter after this the Macanthos argument, Mare is questioning Maven. She's like, I, she seems to be feeling like she trusts him, but then like, she keeps telling him, him, right, she keeps telling I herself, he's Alara's son. That's the first place I just put no in my notes. Like, trust Maven? No. Yeah. Warning bells. Warning right. bells. Wee-oo, wee-oo. It makes me think of the meme out there on the interwebs. Mm -hmm. where, yeah, that's where memes usually are. Yep. It's it's just a box of like red flags, like a pennant or something, and it and it says red flags on the outside. <laughs> and it's like even though this box is clearly labeled red flags, I'm still gonna date it for six months. <laughs> it's like Mare, you Honey. have clearly said several times, I can't trust the son of a snake, blah 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 blah. And then like we even said the next chapter or the chapter after it's like Maven's the last person I have to worry about trusting in this den of snakes. Uh, it's funny. Did you even listen to yourself? And that's what how changed? good that's how good Alara and Maven were at giving her exactly what she wanted and playing her right into their hands. You know, they just left a trail of breadcrumbs for her to follow right into their trap. Oh, yeah. And she did it. She walked right into it. Yeah, Mary. She's like, you know, Maven is Alara's son. I don't mm -hmm. know if I can trust him. Then the next chapter, Maven's like, tells, talks about he understands her. And she's like, no, you don't. He talks about how Cal's better than him. And Cal gets what he wants. And I don't get what I want. She starts to feel kind of sorry for him. And Maven even says to Mare, hide your heart at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah. I specifically want to bring this up because this will come up later. 
What, the hide your heart? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and Maven tells her about being home. He knows she's homesick and he can help. There's another thing of Maven, another time where Maven does exactly what she needs at the yeah. time. And she's just so, and, you th- and you're thinking as a reader, man, he really seems to be trying to do everything he can to help her out in this horrible situation she's in. But he's not the one who does it. No. He exactly. puts it in the hands of Cal, so he washes his hands well, of but, sneaking but her out. But makes himself but look he good was, because he's yes. like, she's like, why don't you go? He's like, no, you don't need you me. Need he me. plays the, you know, the savior. Yeah, the, he, he plays the sacrifice the martyr. card. While pushing her closer to Cal, to Cal. because he knows that that's going to come in handy yes. at some point, too. Oh. It's just, it's expert manipulation. It is. It's just textbook. Having, having listened to... You know, the the podcast that I've been listening to lately, Greg, I was telling you that one about uh, Seven Deadly Sinners, about the religious leaders and, and the sin that they find themselves in. You know, it's just, it it's classic manipulation tactics for oh, yeah. getting exactly what you want out of somebody. You oh, yeah. find their greatest weakness, and then you just exploit the bleep out of right. it. Right. And this is one of those points, too. I think there was more to Maven getting her out than just that. I think he wanted to get her out and have her access to Reds, to her family, to possibly the Scarlet Guard. Because what does she do while she's out with Cal? She stops by Will's wagon. Yeah. And officially and joins, officially the, Scarlet joins the Scarlet Guard. And you don't think as soon as she came back, whether Mara knew it or not, Alara wasn't immediately reading her mind to find yeah. out exactly what was going on and how she could use it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, she could have been sneaking in there at night and reading her mind while she slept. And Which is a scary thought, but it's definitely possible. Yeah, oh, she, would have, she yeah. would have no idea. You know, it's just... it. The, the gravity when this hits you in this chapter is so dense you know it goes back so far and it resonates so deep i think that everybody who has gone through something like this who's had a betrayal of this magnitude happen to them you kind of it like if you're able to read the book with a cynical perspective which i think is easier as an adult honestly yeah but you you kind of find yourself questioning her. But if you go into it with more like the innocent perspective, I could totally see somebody just being completely blindsided by oh, yeah. this. 100%. You know, because yeah. I read it skeptical and was still blindsided. Exactly. And when I read it, I wasn't looking for a twist necessarily, but I wasn't surprised when a twist happened. Right. So it's not like I was going in really skeptical and, like, thinking that everything was suspect. But I definitely wasn't, like, there's just not going to be a twist. Right. Like, this is just all going to be smooth sailing. Well, there's twists, and then there's what happens in this book. Right. You know, there's, we've, we've talked off mic about some of the other things that, in pop culture that are kind of relevant to this level of twist, you know, with, with what you've seen, Mia, I think it's, uh, episode nine or 10 of the good place. Yeah. Whatever episode it is. It's like season one. Yeah. For those of you that have watched the good place, 
you know when you're talking to somebody who's watching The Good Place that you have to ask them what part of season one they're on. Right. Because, what was the last thing that happened? What do you remember? Yeah, exactly. If you if you give that away before they see it, it ruins the whole thing. Exactly. You know, another show that you haven't seen that's the same way is Mr. Robot. If you're watching the first season of Mr. Robot and you talk to somebody who's watched past episode eight and you haven't seen episode eight yet, you're just like, what? You know, because the the whole it's a different show. Right. After that. It's now, we've, we've entered a different book, basically. Yeah. Right. We were sailing on one course, and now it has gone into left. a complete offshoot. Right. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, and I remember this, I remember when The Sixth Sense came out, because it was such a huge movie, and everyone would ask everyone around them if they'd seen the movie before they would even discuss it. Right. nobody wanted to give the twist away. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with Fight Club. Yeah. You know, be like, oh my gosh, have you seen Fight Club? No, okay, you well, know? I won't talk about yeah, it, I don't, I don't want to tell you what the twist is. I mean, first of all, those are the rules. Right. <laughs> Second of all, that twist, you know, you never see that coming. No. The twist in Fight Club, you never see it coming. No. So, you know, it, it's almost like... I don't even think when I saw Fight Club, I knew there was a twist. I don't think I knew there was a twist at the end. I didn't really either, because I saw it early. Yeah, and I didn't we see saw it early, well, like when it first came out. I, I'm not going to, and neither Fight Club nor Sixth Sense, am I going to give away the twist here, because I'm just not going to do that. But you go back and you look and you start paying attention, it is one of those things where you notice. You can see where it came from, but you don't notice it unless you know already. Does that right. make sense? Right. Oh, yeah. Cause Sixth I, Sense is very much the same way. You go back and you can see how it makes sense. Yeah. But there's no way you see it coming. We bought it on DVD, I remember, after it came out. Because we saw it in the theater. And then we bought it on DVD after it came out. And we were watching it through. And I don't, I don't remember which one of us noticed it first. But we noticed the color red. Yeah. The things that were red. Yeah. was like the first thing that I picked up on. It's like, okay, everything that's red is kind of a, a key into the other side of this right. thing. You're talking about the sixth sense. The sixth yeah. sense, yeah. So, you know, it's there's twists on that. Yes, Mia, you, you have to see it. It's very good. Amazing. The, the twists on that level are the ones I can think of. You know, the, the Good Place, Mr. Robot, the sixth sense, where the twist is just like, what? Gone Girl. When you get to the twist in Gone Girl and you're just like, The Sixth Sense is such a fantastic movie that it's one of those movies that it's like, was it the first director, the first movie he made? It was one of the first movies that M. Night Shyamalan made. I think it may have been I think other than a short film, it was the first movie. It's so amazing. major motion Right, it was so amazing that no matter what he did afterward, it was going to not be good enough. Right. It just wasn't. I, even Lady in the Water, which we love, right? Even still Unbreakable, not as good. Unbreakable's a Unbreak- great movie too. That was a twist that I think was another one. It what? It was not as surprising as The Sixth Sense, but I still when I was that so good, twist though. was like, whoa, yeah. really? That's an interesting twist, you know, where you don't see that. You haven't seen coming. that either. Yeah. And sorry, go ahead. I think let's get back on book track sorry. here. I think with this book, it's with this book series, it's one of those things where you hear that someone is like reading it and you're like, first you have to ask what book are you in? Yeah. Like what book are you currently reading? And then you have to ask what chapter they're reading or like what's the last thing that they read. Yeah. Because then you know everything before then, fair game. Mm-hmm. Everything after that, 
lips are sealed. You you do not speak a word. Right. You kind of just say, like, have you gotten to the ball yet? Right. Or... Right. So... Because you can't really, you can't really give anything away, and then if you say something about the ball, it, they make it evident a few chapters before it actually happens that right. something's mm-hmm. going to happen at the ball. Right. So you'd be just like, have you gotten to the ball yet? You know, and that's kind of the gauge. Because I've right. seen that discussion in the Red Queen group that I'm in on Facebook. And people will be like, oh, I just started reading this book and I really love it. And be like, what chapter are you on? <laughs> What's the last thing you remember? Fasten your seatbelt. It'll be like, oh my gosh, I just love Maryven so much. <laughs> you know, with their ship name and all this kind of stuff. Oh and it's God. just like, you know, now, now we can talk about this part, actually. Right. I, I just, I don't see how people can get past this chapter, go through the other three books and, and still, still ship them. Yeah. Oh, Maven and Mayor? Yeah. It's like, ridiculous. It's like, silly. what? There are people who are like, I don't care what he did. It's still like the perfect ship. I'm like, no, no it's not. It's terrible. That's so silly. He manipulated and groomed her and, you know, abused her. You want toxic right. relationships? Because that's how you get toxic if, yeah. relationships. If you, were, like, if you were in the universe and you were like, yeah, but Maven, that'd be tantamount to saying Hitler had some good ideas. Right. You know? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, really? You know, the the Luke and Laura complex. Right. Like, there's no way these two would end up together after what he did to her unless she has Stockholm Syndrome, which she clearly does not. Yeah. So, why would you, after somebody, you know, betrays you on that level, level. Right. it's just, you couldn't even imagine. They used right. every bit of ammunition they had against you. And so, your whole entire world was a lie. Exactly. So we go into chapter 15. That's why I don't ship either of them. When we go into chapter 15, Mare wakes up and Walsh is there and she gives her the note that says midnight. Mm-hmm. She's mouse, rise, red, yeah. you know, red as the dawn. So Mare's super excited. But then she has training that day. And I think this is where you were talking about where Mare, Maven was the one person that kind of stopped back with her. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about all these things. And Maven has to kind of hammer home to her and point out. You know we're leaving, right? Right. We're going to Archeon. We're not going to be here. He's trying to prepare her, and you you think, oh, he's trying to be, you know make her understand and help her guide through this. No, he's trying to make sure she doesn't do anything silly and ruin their whole plan. He right. has to hammer home to her, we're leaving Summerton. Yeah. And you're coming with us, and there's not a whole lot we can do about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he's, like we were talking about earlier, Alara and Maven are dragging her, almost kicking and screaming through this whole process. (laughs) Pushing her right into the arms of the Scarlet Guard and making a rash decision and being open to making a rash decision. Because when Maven comes up with this plan, it's ridiculous, right? I mean, it's the dumbest plan ever. But he has to make it seem like it's 100% going to work. And that doesn't happen... Without him just repeatedly hammering home, you know, the the devotion and all this other stuff. You know, it's got to be, right. he's he's got to work hard to make her believe it. While being the martyr and saying, here, you go with Cal back to the stills. I'll right. stay here. He's constantly hooking them up, too. Right. Just so he can set it up later and say, Cal will always choose you. Yeah. Maven works so much, like, overtime. Like, he's constantly working to try and get her 
to stay with this plan. Yeah. Right. That's and and, and that's he, the level of it for me is and, that but he also, it never stops. But he also makes it look like he's helping her. Right. Oh yeah. Like he that's makes what it she seem needs. like it's for her benefit. That's I, what she needs. Yeah. The the first step your home was the your homesick mare and getting Cal to take her back home. That was mm-hmm. the part where she's like, okay, Maven's not such a bad guy. He's a large son, but maybe he's okay. Right. Chapter 16. And he's got to be able to get the information about what life is like outside for her. Right. And chapter 16, where it cinches it all when she goes at midnight to meet the Scarlet Garden, who should be there but Maven. Maven. And it's immediate. <laughs> She's just so happy to see yeah. him holding Super his easy, hand. Super easy, and inconvenient. Right. He's just already got himself locked in. Yeah. And th- by taking that step... That was a huge part of it. Right. And he plays it so well there, like, because Farley's not trusting him. No. She puts a gun to his head. Yeah. And he, tells that, he tells that heart-wrenching story about Thomas, the mm-hmm. red that he met at mm-hmm. the front. Which, for the record, that is an actual person. Like, that's a person that he did meet. He just didn't have that have reaction. That reaction. Yeah. Right. There was no emotional connection. Right. So he says. But he swears on his colors. He swears to the Scarlet God. He does everything right here. Yeah, exactly. He, he does, puts on the show perfectly for her and checks all of the boxes because they know beforehand what boxes they need to check. Right. And there's a character here that, that kind of plays a part in this and I, they don't discuss it much and I kind of have my own theories and that's Holland, his servant. Because Holland brings up that Maven's felt like this a long time. Right. And he's so proud of him. Is Holland, who is a red, because he's a right, servant. he's a servant. Is he just being played by Maven? Yeah. Or, or is Alara also using her powers on Holland as right. well? Right, yeah, that's what I think, right. is that Alara's using her powers on yeah. Holland. Or he's an older guy somehow. anyway. So I think she was able to get in there and plant the seed for right. him. Right. That and it's Exactly, and as soon as... As soon as Farley lowers her weapon and says, Welcome to Scarlet Guard, Mare moves over there and like grabs his hand and she says, Thank you, Maven. You don't know what this means to us. And then in her head, she's thinking, To me. Right. That's it. Yeah. He's in. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. He's got her hook, line, and sinker. Also, Maven does a great job of like feeding Mare's narcissism. <laughs> yeah. He also does a good job here of, of being like, Okay, I want to help. But I don't want to give you names. I don't want to assassinate people. Exactly. Your tendencies are too violent. Then Your violent ways aren't winning you any friends. Literally in the same chapter is also pushing for doing something bigger. Right. He's just like, whatever Mayor needs to hear at that exact moment is what he's going to say. Yeah, he's so perfect at it. They've crafted everything to be exactly what they need. And when he sent her home to the stilts with Cal, it was the perfect time for him to do some scamming with Alara and prepare for all the different ways that he would react when she comes home. Exactly. But if you notice, Cal didn't tell Maven anything about her trip back to the stills. That's true. So I think Cal probably knows that there's some things you have to keep in the dark from Maven because because of Alara. Of Alara. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm sure that's happened several times over when he is confided in Maven. Exactly. And There's no way that been, they grew up together. Right. Right. It's been thrown back in his face by right. Alara. Right. I can guarantee that's happened several times, but he's not going to tell Mare that. No. Right. And when they're, when they're, tr- he can't. Because he can't. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so when they're trying to discuss 
is bringing up Cal is kind of funny because when they're trying to discuss what they're going to do with Maven and Farley, like we need something big, something that they can't not notice. Yeah. And Mayor's kind of not liking the thought of assassinating these people. Although, even though Maven seems to be okay with it now. <laughs> but, it's a complete 180. Right. And Mayor's not convinced, but even Ma- then Ka- Maven brings up Cal and says, Cal, remember, said that the change is not worth the cost. Do you want him to be in charge? Yeah. And Mayor's like, uh, no. No. But I'm going to make out with him anyway. Right. right. And then at this point, Mayor is worried about, she brings up Alara knowing everything, mm-hmm. to which Maven replies, basically, <laughs> she's not all powerful. With all the people and voices in her head, she'll be useless. Yeah. Is she, though? All that information that we get about Alara comes from Maven. Right. right. So, you know, it's probably all we find, BS. We find out in Chapter 26 just exactly how powerful she can be when she yeah, wants right. to be. Right. Yeah. It's like you think that she couldn't pick a single person specifically to zone in on, even if they're not directly crossing her path. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's exactly what she can do. It exactly. Is. Yeah. And then we stroll into chapter 17 and 18, and this is where we get the fight between Evangeline and Mare, and she gets cut. So there's blood, and Maven immediately takes her out, and she's like, take me to Julian. And it's interesting because Maven has a very strong reaction to Julian, as Julian does to Maven. Mm-hmm. There's, there's clear hatred between these two. There. Yeah. And we, can, we found out a little bit because of we, we do find out about Corianne, Julian's sister, mm-hmm. who was the original queen and Cal's mom, obviously. Aww. And clearly, Julie and Sarah, we find out because Sarah's who Julian summons to heal her, and Maven's not happy with that. Well, clearly, because Sarah had her tongue taken out by the queen for, right. yeah. air quotes, telling lies about the queen. Mm-hmm. Because I think what we all, we, we pretty much gather what Julian is saying is that the queen had. Or did herself kill Corian? Right. And Sarah was speaking out about it. So, if you read Broken Throne, you know how that happens. Yeah, it's but even more hard. This should have been a huge red flag because Mayor notices the hatred between these two. Yeah, like what's going on there? Right. And then when she asks about it, nobody wants to talk about it because they can't. You right. Know, it, I think. Cal brings it back basically to nobody will go against the queen. Alara gets whatever she wants. And that's the end of it. Right. Basically. Like, that's all you need to know. Oh, yeah. They have that discussion where they get Sarah and then they start talking about lies and and secrets. And Julian says something about secrets not staying secrets. And Maven's like, you should know the difference between secrets and lies. Right. So you see... Clearly, Maven believes what his mother's saying at right. this point. And clearly, Julian believes something different. And mm-hmm. Mary can see all this right there. That should be a, at least a warning flag right. for her. And it is. It kind of is. She's like, But what? she pushes it aside pretty quick. Just right. being like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's family history and right. drama that I don't understand. I don't, and it, I doesn't, think, it doesn't apply to me. I but a huge point happens right after this, because right after they leave Julian's, he maybe pulls her into the hallway, and there's Alara. Like, just happens to pop up. Right. right. And Mayor says she can't feel her in her head, and says she thinks he's probably in Maven's head. But, but she doesn't really say much of anything. 
Yeah. She can see, like, the way they're looking at each other, they're having an unspoken conversation. Right. So there's more going on there that she sees. She probably thinks, well, Maven's trying to fight it and not give her anything. But He can't do that. Honey, Alara can take what she wants. Yeah. And then that's when um, Mayor Fresh fresh Anger from Shade, finding out about Shade's death after she went back home, makes her little snap comment to Alara and basically saying she has blood all over her hands, which Alara just makes her slam her head back against the wall. Oh, yeah. You know it was hard for her not to kill her in that moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, Maven gets off and she runs away. Maven gets her off of there and she runs away and sees Alara and Maven squaring off. And I think, again, Mare says something like, why doesn't she just kill me? Right. Yeah. And she's, I mean, I'm sure she's thinking at this point, Maven's doing everything he can to, to help her out. But all of that time and all of that going on, Alara didn't see anything in her or Maven's head and she really believed that. Right. Like, Come on. Yeah. You're smarter than that. Right. And then the ultimate part of it that, you know, was the gold mine I'm sure that they never planned on getting the information about was when they went to Nersi. That's true. And that was just so much. That's that's a treasure trove exactly. for the queen. Can you imagine? You know, now she knows the hive. Now she knows where, you know, to start looking for all of these people. Of course, you would have to think that Farley's a complete idiot to not evacuate. Right. And especially after also, the plan doesn't work. After yeah. the plan fails, she would get everyone out of there. And she says basically, you know, you could fill a teacup with what you know about the Scarlet Guard. And this is all she's going to give him. You know, she's she's being smart about, you know, showing just enough to show that she trusts him, mm-hmm. but not so much that, you know, it could... I'm sure this is going to be detrimental to them, but Nersi could have been put on alert, like, Okay, he's been here. We don't know how this is going to play out. Exactly. Just prepare right. for whatever's going to happen. Right. You know. But they don't know anything about how the guard operates. Right. You know, further away from the capital. How they're, you know, we've talked about how they're working in other countries other than Norda. You know, what kind of connections are being made there. So... There's a lot that they held back, even from Maven and Alara and Mare, for reasons that, yeah, you know, just became really obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was even a point after they make after they meet with the Scarlet Guard and they make their big. They have the four tar. Or after Mare comes back, and Maven's in her room. The cameras are off, and she thinks it's far as Maven, and mm-hmm. he tells her, "Oh, I, I, some of the." Mom's guards owe me favors. That's how I can get the cameras turned off. Right. Right. But then he says, he gives her the four targets, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And the next time she has a meeting, or she has lessons with Julian, Julian says a few things about her. He tells her about Sarah and Corian, which we've discussed. Yeah. But then he goes in and talks to her and says, specifically, the you are 
He says, she says, I, she's different. He says, you are. And then he says, and that's why you're in danger from everyone. Even Maven, even me, anyone can betray anyone. Yeah. She's trusting somebody and he's trying to explain to her, you can't trust anybody. Anyone. Yeah. And because she can take she over just anybody. Does not listen. But she, he can't tell her that because that could get back to Alara that exactly. he's the one that tattled on her, basically. He can't say anything about Alara specifically, but she should have picked up on the warning. Yeah, he's trying to, right. you know, lay little subtle crumbs right. for her, and she's not picking up on it at right. all. Then she goes to her next dance lesson with Cal, whom we know Maven is throwing her towards while mm. all this is going. And he is, he's pushing her towards Cal because he sees the feeling she has. And I guarantee Alara has seen in her head how she feels about Cal. So she's saying to herself, Maven's twice the prince Cal ever is, will ever be, blah, 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 then starts making out with him. So. I prefer your brother. Let's kiss. Right. Right. And she can't stop because she loves the swole lips. But he's, this is all still Maven knows all of this and is pushing her to Cal because she's seeing that Cal does obviously have feelings for her. So she believes, and I think as an adult, like if this were a 37-year-old mayor and Maven had pitched the idea, oh, Cal will always choose you, she probably would have been like, yeah, "Yeah, not over the kingdom and his father. But as a 17-year-old girl, she's probably going to believe that. With a swole 20-year-old. Right. But Cal is never going to choose anyone over his birthright, over his, his duty to his country and his father. His family. Right. His yeah, it's just way too. He's way too loyal for that. And then she feels all guilty about the kiss when she's around Maven. Like Maven cares. I mean, she th- she she doesn't know that right. at this point. And then he says another in this is at the beginning of chapter nineteen. She asks him if he is afraid, and he says. This is straight from the book. His eyes harden, shifting into blue steel. I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid of letting this opportunity pass us by. And I'm afraid of what happens if nothing in this world ever changes. He turns hot under my touch, driven by an inner resolve. That scares me more than dying. And then he does the rise red at the dawn, right? Yeah. I mean, that's like, he's just, mm, mm. oh, he's such a good guy. Right. He would rather die. I'm a good person. And see, this happened to reds. And, it's like now it seems so like we're saying it sarcastically because it seems so silly. But until chapter 26, it felt real. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's not until you go back and look at it and we're like, wait, how did Alari not see this? Okay. How did Maven not already, you know what I mean? You, you notice it when you go back and look. Right? Yeah. But as you're reading it, you just kind of get so caught up in things to really think about it. Right. And she starts having second second thoughts about the assassinations because she's right. reading all these people are going to be killed. And Maven even have to take her outside and be like, look, <laughs> yes, they have kids. All of them have family members who are going to mourn. But this right. has to, I mean, he still yeah. has to push her across the finish line. Exactly. Working some more overtime. Yeah. Like, what did you... What did you think? What did you think? Yeah. Did you think that they were just... Single people who didn't have any, you know, family members, children, loved ones, anyone that would care. I don't. The only person she still didn't really feel that sorry about was Ptolemus because she just hates the whole Samos family. Right. Except for Lucas. 
Yeah, yeah. but Lucas doesn't like the rest of the family. I mean, correct. even yeah. after the assassinations, we get to the point where um, Maven kind of diffuses the situation when Cal's torturing Farley. And yeah. Tolum has come down there and is getting ready to, like, kill, basically he kills Tristan, he kills right? Tristan. And he's mm-hmm. trying to basically go after everyone, and Mayor basically knocks him out, just shocks him unconscious. Right. And yeah. everything kind of, and Maven has to diffuse the situation here and be right. like, okay, the king needs to go talk to the people. Queen lot, Mommy can deal with Queen Mommy the will deal with this later. because he has to keep things going because their plan has to stay. Exactly. His and Alara's plan is what's in his mind now. Right. Not saving Mayor. He right. needs, he needs these members of the guard alive. Right. Mm-hmm. And he even goes back later and brings up the blood base because Mayor's blood's down there later. So he has to cover that. He has to get Cal again to do another favor and help mm-hmm. cover Mayor's tracks with the blood base. Right. So, so I mean, so many times. Maven and Alara are running around covering Mare's tracks to protect their own plan. Right. But doesn't have anything to do with it Mare, looks to her like saving their own butt. Right. It looks to her like Maven saving her butt. Right. And it's you just you see it so much when you go back and look through. So they get their they get the records destroyed. We have the of course obviously the measures which are that's a rough one. Yeah. Oh yeah, the measures were tough. I don't know that how we made that episode funny, right? And then Maven was like, you know, basically, you must do this. We'll get through it, and was you know there for her for this too as well. But I think that kind of gives us, you know, going back and looking through and seeing everything that Maven went through to keep her on track as well as make her feel like he was there for her brings it back to what you were saying Beth about it wasn't none of that was it would have been none of that was true so it's not a um, what do you call it when you turn on somebody betrayal it's not a betrayal it was only it's only a betrayal if he was actually that person, and then he right. turned on her. Exactly, he it was, was never, never real that. In the first place. None of that was ever real. Yeah. Right, it was I, all it's like, manipulation. And I don't think that's dawned on her yet. And I don't think it's going to dawn on her for a while. Right, that he didn't just betray her. None of it was ever true. Yeah, he, yeah. He played her exactly the way. It's right. not. It wasn't betrayal. It was manipulation. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Manipulation isn't even like the right word. It's like the it's straight up exploitation. Yes. You know, she was just a pawn in their right. game. She was completely used. How does it feel to be used, Mayor? Exactly. How does it feel? While standing there stomping your foot saying you're not going to yeah. be a pawn in somebody else's game. Yeah. While simultaneously being, being a, pawn a pawn in someone, someone else's game. Yes. Which, of course, is exactly what we said when we recorded that episode. Well, that's but... true. However, at, usually in like the YA trope, the characters all say, I'm not going to be a pawn in someone else's game. Well, kind of knowingly being a pawn in someone else's game. Oh, yeah. Like, for they, sure. they play directly into whoever's hands, and they know it. For sure. As opposed to this, where it's like she was being manipulated that right. way. She thinks that she's got this whole other direction she's right. going in. But... Right. And I think that helping her get back home was the bit, was the first step, but the him joining the Scarlet Guard and being there for her when... That was like, I mean, I think after that point, 
there's not a whole lot he could have done and she wouldn't have trusted him other than the betrayal he did in chapter 26. Right, pretty much. He pretty much had a lock then. And that after that point, that's where you start seeing things that he and Alara were both having to cover up for Mayor to keep things going. Right. Because she was getting sloppy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, did you think that no one would notice the blank spots right. in the video logs and in the memory of all but, the guards when they broke the prisoners out? It's right. like you thought no one would notice that. But she had no tunnel vision. as smart as she yeah. thought she is. She had tunnel vision. She thought everything was going her way. The Scarlet Guard's working with them. Oh, Maven's with me, too. You know what I mean? Everything is going her way when it comes to this these plans. So... Then you get the silly plan that Maven comes up with, and she buys into it. Yeah. Because she knows that Cal does have feelings for her. But again, being a teenager, she doesn't realize that those feelings don't compare to a 19-year-old who's been raised to be the next king. Right. That's everything. Yeah. He's not going to change that for anyone. Right. But Maven has to make her think that he is. Right. And Maven constantly brings up, you know, oh, do you want Cal to be, Cal doesn't think change is possible. Do you want Cal to be the next king? Which makes a little sense to Mayor, and I can see why. But as you pointed out, Beth, Cal wanting to do his army of red, of silvers at the front to try to win the war and end the war so that reds didn't have to be conscripted was his way of trying to do the right thing. Yeah. But he needed to end the Lakelander War first. Right. And by putting silvers alongside reds... At risk, at reds, it actually is... It looks much better than what they're doing right now. Yeah. Exactly. And it shows... It showed to Mare the level of commitment that he had. Right. So Maven needed to go into damage control mode and make sure that she didn't think that, you know, Cal was possible of siding with the reds. Yep. Yeah. Which brings us to chapter 26, where, yeah, everything has changed. Although, I do want to go back to 24. Okay. Because um, there are a couple things there. First of all, Maven has seen the list. Yeah. Right. we got to bring up the list. The, um, the list that Jillian made, which we did mm-hmm. talk about, that has the, all the reds. I know we did. I said we did talk about that have all the reds with abilities. So silly. So silly that she told... Maven about the list. Exactly. Regardless if she trusts him more than anything, he's too close to Alara to have that kind of yeah. information. And and he was the first one she wanted to go show it to. Because she couldn't wait to yeah. tell somebody. She was dying to show it to him. And it's like... She was running yeah. down the hall. Have you seen my list? Have you seen my list? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, knowing... Yeah, I want to show you this list. <clears throat> excuse me. Knowing that you know, basically the minute she shows it to him, Alara's going to know. Oh, yeah. You know, we know that now, but... I feel like she should have known that then just because he's always so close to Alara. Right. I, she was just blinded by that point. Right. Yeah. You know, he had done such a good job of pulling her into his side that she was just oblivious by then. Yeah, and I think as you said earlier, from this point forward, Mare has to know anything she... Or Maven knew, Alara knows. Right. Which means the list, which means mm-hmm. the undertrain, which right. means Nersi. Right. All the other things. The fake detectors. Uh-huh. The fake detectors. They know. So going forward from here on out, everything has changed. Right. You know, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Cal and Mare at this point. They're busted. Right. They're probably head to execution right yeah. now. Yeah. Because they get caught. 
everyone everyone in the silver universe believes Cal just killed his father, which he technically did. Right. Mm, yeah. So, you know, we've got this whole new landscape for the rest of this book and the three books that follow with Maven appearing to be, you know, evil. The evil villain. Oh yeah. And it's going to get it's going to get much worse. Much, much worse. Just wait. Yeah. Yeah, so if you thought that these previous three chapters were depressing and difficult, just you wait, because it gets so much worse. Yeah, and as, as we get into these next chapters, we'll discuss more about Maven and Alara and the fact that Alara's in Maven so much, had so much, we don't even know really where Maven ends and Alara begins. Right. Yeah. And we had talked about that before on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was always kind of in a way where Mare was thinking that she was still hiding things right. from Maven because Alara hadn't shown her that she knew that part of it. Which we all, which, like we said, she's got, Mare's got to get her head wrapped around the fact that Alara knew everything. Yeah. She only let her know what she wanted her to think she knew. And furthermore, all the plans that had already been made were made by Alara and Maven, and then Pushed. Maven presented them to Mare, and she went right along with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, that brings yeah. us up to what happened in Chapter 26, which we covered last week with the death of the king and the cameras coming on and Mare and Cal running for their lives and not making it very far. Nope. So that's where we're going to start <clears throat> next week. We'll start with 27. I'm not sure if we'll get 28 to, but we'll be into... Uh, I don't know. There's only a few more... Ch- there's only a handful of chapters left in this book. Three. So we're getting close. Yep. 27, 28 in the epilogue. Right. Yep. Right. And then we will have... After we're done with that, we'll have some bonus episodes. We're kind of planning mm-hmm. some content now. We're very excited about those. Yeah, we're super excited about what we're going to do in between books one and two. Um, But we're always looking for ideas. So we'll run the social list down here. Um, You can send us an email at readingwiththerockefellers at gmail.com. We like to receive fan art, fan casting ideas for the upcoming Peacock series. Uh, Bonus episode ideas, we'll take those. If you have a story about how the series has affected your life or got you back into reading, we want to hear those. You can connect with us over on Instagram. Uh, Since this is kind of a special episode, we won't do Fan Art Corner this week. Mm -hmm. Um, We did run a little long, but we wanted to make sure we got the full... Grasp the gravity of this chapter. situation, yeah. But we do love getting fan art submissions, so you can go to our Instagram, at Reading with the Rockefellers. We're super active over there. Send us a message. Give us a follow. Send us your fan art. One of the biggest things that you guys can do to help support the show is leave a five-star rating and make sure you subscribe to the show so you get updates of uh, when the new episodes drop on Sunday. Go over to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also post video versions of the episodes there every Sunday that Mia puts together for us. Uh, So all of that is available for you. And then uh, just a regular website is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. You can find all of our episodes there. 
You can find our blog, our fan art page, pictures of our beautiful smiling faces. So lots of ways to interact with us. We really appreciate you guys being along for this ride so far with us. And we will see you next week when we pick back up with at least chapter 27, maybe chapters 27 and 28. Yes. Stay tuned for all of that. Mm -hmm. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.